live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A., we have been friends for over one decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. So let's catch up, Joey. What's up? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. How are you? Um, I actually am not doing so good right now. Oh, I what just, happened? Well, we today is Folsom Street Fair in San Francisco, and as you know, um, I said we might have to record late tonight because I was going to go to Folsom, uh, but clearly the plans have changed because it's not late at night. So... Yesterday, um, I'm getting ready. I was going to go to a coffee shop and do some work and um, hang out with my boyfriend. And I got a f- telephone call that said, um, hey, you know, we just saw some weird charges on your credit card. Give us a call back. 800 number I've never heard of. They never said uh, the name of my bank. It's a debit card. They never said yeah. the name of my bank. They never said any. It just seemed like really fishy. So I was like, mm, no, thanks. And there were no weird, there were no weird charges. There were no weird charges on my card, so there All was right. nothing weird. I just felt like it was suspicious. They didn't know right. anything. They didn't say anything that made me think it was legit. Okay. So then I go to this coffee shop, and me and my boyfriend both order coffee. And then I was like, "No thanks, I'll get it." Like he's taking oh, out his wallet. I'm yeah. like, "I'll get it. Three dollars, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'll take care of this." Sure. My card gets declined mm-hmm. <laughs> for three dollars, and the yeah. guy. He, he ran it twice, and then the second time, he like, mm-hmm. you saw his shoulders fall, and he was like, it was declined again. And I was like, what? I don't get it. I, for some reason, I didn't connect it with the telephone call that happened earlier either. <laughs> uh, you're like, how are you not connecting that? You're like, well, not a good day for my bank. Someone's trying to rob me, and my card doesn't work. <laughs> so, Rod Kyle bought the coffee, mm-hmm. and then I ended, so then I called back the number that left a voicemail, and... Um, somebody tr- tried to charge $48 worth of gas in North Carolina. Oh, yeah, gas that's station. how they do it. Yep, that's how they so do it. So my card, like, got, the numbers got swiped somehow, and then they were using it in a different state. Luckily, my bank caught it, or this fraud protection thing caught it, and they, and they didn't. They hold, yeah. They didn't even let the $48 charge go through. So nothing, nothing got charged to my credit card even, or my debit card. So I was fine. But my card is canceled, and I have oh, yeah. $4 worth of cash. My bank closed it, too, and it was like $145 oh, when this Oh, this is like a bank debit card. Yeah. Oh. So I have I have zero. I have $4 to my name yeah. until Monday when I could go to the bank when they're open because they're closed today. Yeah. So I decided not to go to Folsom because I'm like. Well, wait, uh, Rod, Rod Kyle can't spot you? I mean, it's not like well, you have no money. Yeah. he. I mean, he offered, but I was like, hmm. And my roommate offered, too. But I kind of just feel like I'm just going to lay low. I hate doing that because, yes, he could spot me, but then I'm like, feel like I'm 
still putting them out. So I don't, even if like I'm going to pay back anything I use, I feel like I can't do everything I want to do. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm just laying low today. Um, I'm going to cook dinner in a little bit and Rock House is going to come over and uh, my roommate Mario is going to eat with us too. And it'll be fine. Um, Something similar happened to me. I happened to be checking my bank account, which is weird because I rarely ever check my bank account. And this is when I own my business. And it was one of the, the business accounts. And I just saw a series of like one penny charges mm-hmm. in like Colorado. And so I immediately called the bank and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's someone got your number. But luckily, because I had a business, I had different business accounts. So I just took all my money and moved it to another account. Does that make sense? Sure. And the woman said, you're going to get a bunch of overdraft charges, but uh, we'll take care of that later. You know? Yeah. Um. So th- I was lucky. The the story I'm getting to is so it take like a week or two to get it takes a long time to get settled, you know, mm-hmm. and but then they cleared most of my overdraft charges, but then there were like three that they didn't randomly, so I go into the bank right, and I go look, uh, I tell them the whole story, I talk to this douche uh, banker right, and I'm like look, tell him the story, and he goes well. Let me look at your history. If you haven't had any overdraft charges in the past year, I'll see what I can do. And goes through, I've had no overdraft charges in the year prior, right? Mm-hmm. He goes, well, you haven't had any overdraft charges in the past year. I'll take out two of the three this no. this time. And I was like, ew, what? No, all three. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> I got robbed. All right. And he was just a dick about it. That's annoying. Yeah. Um, I... I actually had my identity stolen. Do you remember oh, this? Oh, yes. They like bought yeah. a truck. No, you couldn't buy a truck because of it. No, I did actually buy the truck. Um, So I went to go finance my first car. And when I w- went in, the the guy who worked at the dealership, he was like, mm, so uh, what about this motorcycle that you have? I was like, um, not me. I don't have a motorcycle. He was like, well, looks like you're making payments on this motorcycle. And he pulls up my credit report and shows me there was a motorcycle that was purchased before I even had my license to drive. And they were making payments on it. There was like a Target credit card and they were making payments on it. So your credit's better. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, somebody probably that was here uh, undocumented had purchased my social security number so that they could live life here. A little bit easier and so their credit wasn't horrible it wasn't good but also it had i had to basically prove that i was not that person he was using his real name and he lived somewhere in like new jersey i think so yeah i'm just dealing with that but um it should be taken care of soon i'm got everything canceled i just need to get it's a the new worst. debit card it's yeah. the worst it's the I'm worst lucky though, i'm lucky though that none of the charges went through like the algorithm is smart enough that it like immediately triggered a hold on my credit or on my debit card. So nothing went through that shouldn't. So I don't have to worry about getting refunded for crap that was stolen from me. That's good. Um, No, Mike, even though um, they didn't go through, thank God, even if they go through, they'll ask you, like, when was the last time that you did it? They'll go through, like, when you said the last time you did it. And that's when they start the investigation. And that happened to me. I lost my card. 
And uh, I, I called them and they were like, okay, well, that's, I had just had like the most, I had like the craziest night in like every gay bar in West Hollywood. <laughs> and they called me and I they go like, okay, well, let's just go through your previous charges. And they're like, oh, oh, did you go to a bar called Thrust in West Hollywood and spend $72? Yes, that was me. Yeah, I was like, yes. And they're like, oh, did you go to, like, Rage and spend, like, $48? And I was like, yes. And they're like, did you go to Tiger Heat? And, spend, and, they, and the woman was very like, oh, my God, these must be fake. No one would ever go to this many sex-sounding gay bars. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> At least it wasn't like, um, it, we see a charge here for... Internet porn. Did you <laughs> did you charge $35 to pieinyourface.com? <laughs> no, someone went to a sex shop in your name. Did you buy a Mr. Fister <laughs> at House of Sex Toys? Did like, you buy Dog Viagra? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these must be fake. Someone definitely has your card. Meanwhile, the person went to like, yeah, Target. Like, right. No, that those are yours. They bought diapers and, like, baby yeah. food. Yeah. Those are, oh, those must be yours for your wholesome life you live. I don't know who this crook is who – did you go to uh, rentboy.com and hire an escort for $300? Can you use a credit card for that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean what, – What's happening to you in L.A., Joey? Anything? Um, ugh, I had to go to the DMV this week. When was the last time you were at the DMV? Um, it's been a little bit of time. Uh, well, because of the whole fakakta nonsense with my sister-in-law, mm-hmm. and the, because it was a change of address, they wouldn't let me register. Um, they wouldn't let me renew my my uh, driver's license over the internet. So I had to go in. So I made this appointment, and I'm, I was thinking, oh, you make an appointment, and then you just waltz in and waltz out. I go to the appointment. I show up to the DMV, and there's a line around the building to go to the DMV. I'm like, there's the dummies who didn't make an appointment, right? Mm-hmm. And I show up, and they're like, I go, they're like, oh, where's the appointment line? Um, There was a line about half as long, and that was for people with appointments. <laughs> I was in line for an hour mm-hmm. just to see. You know, you go into the DMV, and there's the check-in girl who tells you where to go. Right. That took an hour to get to her. Ugh. And when I was close to her, I was literally mine took two seconds. Yeah, I'm here to renew my register, my uh, license. Like, oh yeah, window four or something, like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the people in front of me had the most ridiculous problems. There was these two um, women, not from this country, who were like insisting that the DMV was the immigration office, and the woman was fighting with them, saying, "No, this is not the immigration office," and they were yelling at her. Okay. Then there was a guy in front of me who, so, so the woman says, oh, what can we do for you today? And he goes, yeah, so someone uh, uh, someone sold me their car. And she was like, okay, do you have the bill of sale? And he reaches into his pocket. This is, this is the guy directly in front of me. He reaches into his pocket and takes out an old Pollo Loco receipt. And on the back, it just says, I sold him my car. Shut up. And the guy's signature. <laughs> Shut up. And she goes, this doesn't count for a bill of sale? <laughs> well, let me get on my cell phone. And he pulls out a tin can. <laughs> and, the, and he goes, he puts it on a speakerphone. And the guy goes, yeah, I sold it to him. 
That was that was his bill of sale. The back of a <laughs> crumpled up El Pollo Loco receipt. <laughs> he must have been happy to see me. Ugh. So anyway, so when I was in line, um, I was so angry. I was so fucking angry. Right, just so seething. My blood was boiling. I was like you when someone tells you that you did something wrong. And that's yeah. how angry I was, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But everybody who was leaving, they'd walk right by me. And they'd have these huge-ass smiles on their faces. I'm like, who the fuck are these people with their goddamn smiles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I So as, as I will say this. As soon as she told me to go like window four, I was out in like under 10 minutes. Okay. Okay. I had the biggest, once I was done, I had the biggest ass smile on my face. And I realized, oh, they're smiling because they realize they're done at the DMV. They can leave. Oh, yes. I was like, I was like walking by like, so long, sluts. And I was walking by all the people in line. Yeah. Oh, I was so happy. Well, DMV, uh, government offices in general, like they are just the worst at customer service, which I know is like an old joke. But if you think about it, there's a good reason for it. So, like, you go to, I don't know, the Pizza Hut and you have bad service, you're not going to go to Pizza Hut again. So, like, people get in trouble for that. But, like, what the fuck are you going to do if you don't like your customer service at the DMV? Go somewhere else? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no other option. So, they don't don't care if you're happy or not with service. Well, they also have to do better at informing the public because, you know, I saw a lot of people go through the line. And a lot of them were people who I know for a fact could either do it online or they have these like self-help like kiosks where you don't have to stand in line. Like they were very simple. Like, I just need my tags, you know, right, right. like, ah, oh, bitch, you could do that online. What's wrong with you? Seriously. To be honest with you, I don't know if you know this, but if you have AAA. Yeah. AAA you, will do a lot of it. Yeah. And they're like, I was, ugh, I'd rather do that. I just can't renew your license at AAA. Right. So. So, Joe, you know how I have this friend that does ballroom dancing? Yes. Same-sex same ballroom dancing? Well, this Friday she had a show called The Decades of Dance, uh-huh. which the setup is pretty easy to understand. It was 1910 through 2010. Each decade had one or two songs to represent the decade. And so she was doing a 1920s dance with her partner. <laughs> oh, and it was pretty good for the most part, but there was the MC was this guy who just kind of organized the whole thing himself. And in between each dance, he had a slideshow. So it was like 1950s and he would just show pictures from the slideshow, but he didn't like tell a story at all. All he did was he would show a picture and then he would be like, Casablanca. And then the next one was like Marilyn Monroe. And then the next one was Disneyland opened. Like he seriously didn't tell a story at all. He just identified what the picture was. Did he say like amusing things like, um, no, no. Stupid women can vote now. Ugh. (laughs) Now we're paying for that. You know, like dumb things like that. You know, like nothing. That would have made it better if there was some sort of story. But all he did was just like a picture would pop up and he would say, no joke, Rosa Parks. Like he didn't even like say why that had any <laughs> relevance. So so that happened. But then the dances were all really good, actually. Um, but, but, what, and then, but what was the dances? What were the dances between 1910 and 1920? 
there was one dance. It was just kind of like a really formal sort of uh, waltz oh, sort of dance. Okay. okay. Um, and some of them were a stretch. So like the fifties came out, and then six men came out in wearing Zorro suits. What? And they and they because I guess in the fifties Zorro was on TV. Yeah, but okay. It was a stretch, and then but they wait, did. There were a ton of dances in the fifties. It's not like. The fifties had, I mean, the fifties and sixties when you had stupid ass shit like the swim, right? And the well, twist. the sixties, the sixties dance took care of it really well. The sixties dance was one of my favorites, actually. Um, and some of them were just like a huge stretch, like the Zorro one, which they were doing nothing related to the fifties. They just happened to be wearing a Zorro costume, and it was Zorro themed. That was the only connection to the fifties. But then, Joey. So when the 90s song comes on, I mean, the 90s isn't known for wonderful music, but like, I don't know, you could do... Can I guess? No, you cannot. You no, will I'm going not... to try, try and guess right Joe, now. Joe, you will not be able to guess. You could do like, uh, go ahead and make a guess, but and I will say all of these are great options. Go. Okay. I, you can't touch this, MC Hammer. You have to. W- would be a great song to represent the 90s. Hootie and the Blowfish, I Only Want to Be With You. But what's the dance to that? I, who cares? Some do something. Nirvana, right? Oh, Smash well, what about Mouth. the Macarena came out in nineties? Right. All of this would represent the nineties. Instead, they're gonna do an original song. What? <laughs> I know. So this guy comes out carrying a saxophone, and so nineties. He has glasses on, and he starts playing the song. He's like stands on a pedestal, and he starts playing a song like do 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 do, and then the uh, drum accompaniment and like bass line comes in and he's just standing there playing the saxophone putting his hands out like he's a superstar and then these a man and a woman come out and dance a little bit and she's wearing Doc Martens and then then <laughs> that's so with half the audience that's it it wasn't like a super gay thing like there were there were some gay um well the Zorro crew were all men that did like a ballroom sort of dance together um and then it i mean there are all these people dancing so they're bound to be gay people in it but it was just really weird so i'm glad that my friend was really good so at the end of it i could go up to her and say like you were amazing instead of like this was weird Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that was my friday night and then um what else is up with you anything i went uh uh saturday morning I went to, for the second weekend in a row, I went to see my five-year-old niece play soccer. Okay. How come nobody ever told me about soccer dads? Are they hot? They're kind of hot. There's a few hot ones. I don't know what I'm going to do with that information, but they're hot. And Because right? they're, they're not exactly accessible. Well, yeah. They're obviously, for the most part, probably straight, you right. know? So, um, but there, there, you know, there's a few that are hot. Okay. But so anyway, it's at this field. Okay. This big field, this big open field. It was so fucking hot yesterday, right? Now on this field, there are huge trees lining the perimeter of the field, but nothing in the middle. That's where they have the soccer games. So you have all these dummies, like my parents, sitting in the blistering sun, right? I'm like, so long, dummies. I'm going to go uh, sit in the shade on the perimeter. Yeah. See you, sluts. Yeah. So As long, you said sluts. Earlier. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Why was it just me and some old lady in the park? 
But here's the, I'm, I, well, look, I could have sat anywhere in the perimeter of the park, but I recognize I already look like a pedophile. Right. Right. <laughs> you get binoculars and like one, uh, camera with a large, large lens. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm selling ice cream bars. Uh huh. Out and of your white nondescript van. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I could have sat anywhere, but I'm like, I'm going to go sit next to the old lady because I don't need the cops called at me because I'm watching a soccer game. Right. Right. So I go sit next to this old lady, okay, and I'm watching my niece's soccer game, which, here's the funny thing, man. Like, I'm so desperate not to look like a pedophile, right? And I'm sitting next to this old lady, and I'm chatting up with her. But for some reason now, I'm sitting there, and then all these, like, little kids would come riding around me in the seat going, wee, wee, and I'm like, fucking get away. I don't want to seem like a pedophile. And they're like, yay, we're just going to we'll just play around this fat man, you know? And I was like, ugh. This is the worst, right? Uh-huh. So anyway, my parents, when I told them I was going to go sit in the shade, they were like, whatever. I'm telling you, within like 20 minutes, all those dummies came and sat next to me, mm-hmm. right? So one of them was, not thank God, not from my niece's team, from the opposing team, some major like crazy sports dad. Ugh. Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It's very cute to watch five-year-old go- girls play soccer. They, like, just swarm around the ball. They don't really even play. They're terrible. Yeah. They're the worst soccer players ever. Yeah, get with it, it five-year-old girl. Yeah, it's terrible. I was like, ugh, this is the worst, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just chasing the ball everywhere. It doesn't even go any. They kick it out of bounds, you know, stuff like that. This guy was like, Rachel! <laughs> Rachel! <laughs> go, go with your team, man! And he was like, he had, like, a long beard and, and a shaved head and, like, tattoos. Mm-hmm. Ugh, the guy was the worst. He kept screaming and yelling. Next, me and the old lady were like, "What's up with this guy?" Yeah, you know. So I know, I know the type really well. But um, who's, who, first of all, you should never get that into team sports. But five year old soccer, they don't even keep score. Well, there was a there's a few things. So you know, I used to work in youth development. So like, oh yeah, we would have uh, soccer teams through the club. But the difference a little bit is our soccer teams were like kids who, if they couldn't play at our club they probably wouldn't play at all so we would offer like it would cost like 20 bucks to be in the league and some kids have trouble paying that yeah so we we didn't have too many crazy parents like that we but we would have to like tell people to calm down i know some league or some teams in our league would have like silent sunday so like every game that happens on sunday the parents can't yell or scream anything like you're not even like uh, applauding or anything you're just like sitting there quiet if you want to watch because this game we're going to use to kind of coach them ourselves we're not going to have you guys getting in the way yeah so i don't know if that's a solution or not but i can't tell you too how many times i've had to tell parents they can't drink liquor in the public park what yeah that happened a lot um excuse me you can't have liquor in this park like it's against the law who are you <laughs> Ugh, I hate people, yeah. man. I really do. We can't. We cannot afford a twenty dollars uh, sign up fee for soccer. But I'm going to drink beer and smoke my cigarettes oh, while yeah, I'm yeah, watching yeah. the that's, game. That's the problem with these ghetto parents, man. <laughs> it's the problem with these ghetto parents. Yeah, they can't afford shit, but they can afford their um, Parliament cigarettes and their uh, night train liquor. <laughs> their Boone um, Strawberry Hill. That doesn't. Get Joe, in the way. listen to this story that happened to me. So the menthol cigarettes. What? Listen to this story that happened me happened to me. So, I have this guy who's working on a project for me that we're contracting. Right, 
he's uh he he's basically a web developer. So he is a friend of a friend of mine and he is supposed to be doing this job. So in the very beginning, by the way, the job started in like April and should have taken a month, but we just finished last week. So uh in the beginning he struggled hardcore with communication and there was a point where like I wrote an email that was like um, you know, answering one out of every four emails I send you is not okay. We've paid for half of this job and you've done 0% of it. And that makes me very nervous. Like you need to respond to this email by the end of the day today, like a really dick email, but stern and appropriate, I think for the situation. Yeah. I've been on the end of those. So, (laughs) so I sent this and then I also happened to have a conversation with the friend of the friend. I was like, dude, your friend is, his name's Andrew. Andrew is really sucking at emailing. I had to send this email, yada, yada, yada. And he was like, uh, my friend Bennett, he was like, oh, I should probably tell you that, you know, this isn't coming from me, but let me just kind of tell you. He had a nervous breakdown and he's been, you know, in and out of like a mental health facility. What? Yeah. So he had this nervous breakdown and I'm like, you have to email me back now. And like, was I was a dick. But in my defense, like, he never communicated any of that to me. Yeah. And all I have to, to rely on is this really shitty record of not emailing me back for months. So when I finally did get mad that, that I didn't have any other thing to go on because he never told me, hey, I'm dealing with something. I'm going to be slow at responding to emails or anything. So that's on him. So our communication got a little bit better. We were almost ready to finish the job. Uh, he told me last Sunday, I'm finishing the job. Everything will be done. When you get in the, to work on Monday, it's it's done, right? So I get into work and it's not done. And I had or like I told my boss, like, hey, it's gonna be Sunday for sure. We're gonna, you know, check it out Monday, and it's not there. So I send a mean email again. I was like, Hey, another missed deadline. When do you think you'll have it since you said it was gonna be Sunday and it wasn't? Like, we need to, you know, really get on this. This is to pass the point of being okay i'm now trying to explain to my boss why you know this looks bad on me that this didn't happen and i explained this to my friend again and my friend bennett was like oh his apartment burned down on saturday mike <laughs> okay you're like he didn't email me i just got emails that said mike i'm going crazy here he didn't tell me and then like with the other one he's like like I'm on fire, Mike. And you're like, yeah, I no. took that as like, he's going to have it to me on Monday. Okay, look it. If if he w- didn't have the really shitty record, when we got to the point where his apartment burned down, I, was be- I would be like, holy crap, do you need another week? When he told me, but he didn't even tell me that he missed the deadline. Like, I had to go and find out. I had to explain to my boss why we missed the deadline. So, but I feel a little bit bad, but I get over that really quickly when I think of, I don't know. I feel like a lot of this is his poor communication. Do you think at a certain point he's like, no one's going to believe this. Now my house burned right. down. Right. I think maybe. That I mean, can you imagine if you missed a few deadlines and then your apartment bil- burns down and so you miss another deadline and you explain that to someone? That would no. probably seem like fake. I agree. I yeah. agree. So will you be using him again? Never. No way. <laughs> And How do you know Bennett's not just covering for him? No. Like, there, if it happened the, again, Bennett was like, okay, Mike, I didn't want to tell you. He fell in a volcano. 
Um, he's trapped in a mine. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. Their relationship isn't like that. Like he, Andrew is friends with Bennett's daughter, so they're not like really tight. That I think that he would. Bennett cares enough to lie for him. But hmm. what's happening in L.A.? Any news stories I should know about? Uh, this is actually an all California story, okay. but um, which I always get nervous when I do these because I'm like, what if Mike did it? But did you read about Governor Brown? Signing a bill that allows, um, it's called SB 568, uh, minors, uh, well, anyone under 18, uh, to remove any sort of posts from the internet that they find embarrassing. Because, like, Facebook and Twitter allows you to delete posts, but there are certain ones that just don't. Mm-hmm. So this bill would make it mandatory for internet companies to take down posts from people under 18 who request to have them removed. Well, I haven't read this. Yeah. Which I'm like, what? What? I want this. Why are only people under eighteen? Right. Well, I guess the point. Wait, explain it to me. So I write a post about an eighteen-year-old, and that eighteen-year-old no, 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 can no, make no. me take it down. No, 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 no. Not if you wrote it. But let's say I think it's really to cover like minors who are oh. posting pictures of their junk on and then the internet. It's hard to delete. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I really think that we're getting closer to an age. And if you listen to Dan Savage, he's actually ranted about this in the very recent uh past mostly having to do with the whole anthony weiner nonsense um he in the beginning he kind of was defending anthony weiner and then he slowly backed off on that but um i think we're getting to a point where you won't be able to elect an uh anybody if you say they can you know have never been to a party where they played beer pong or you know, I, I stuff like that is just going to become so normal. And seeing pictures of people when they were young doing things that young people do, I think will just become normal. Uh, the thing with Anthony Weiner was, in the beginning, I was okay with him because, like, okay, well, all right. But then the second time, and yeah. then he was such a fucking and the lying. dick. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Totally. I was like, all right, go fuck yourself. And I think New York was ready to, like, okay, you got to pass, right? Right, right. Um. Because with the Anthony Weiner thing, one of the things I remember is, remember like a long time ago you dated this guy? Do you remember, Mike, you dated a guy named Philip? No, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but you dated a guy. Yeah, and Philip. Philip. And, and we, had an, we had an agreement that um, we, we learned early on in the relationship that he kind of got off on, on talking to people online. Um, sometimes it was even like Craigslist, like he was going to talk to people and about things that they would do together but then they would never do it does that make sense yes so yeah and and i i see the parallel that you're trying to draw with anthony weiner yeah yeah so like maybe that's the arrangement he had because you could have maybe he had this thing with his wife where she knew about it i don't know but maybe she knew about it and then they had an arrangement that he's she's okay with that you know like if i was dating somebody um I could never imagine that happening, but if I was dating somebody and they wanted to do that, I don't think I'd have a problem with that. There, I, I think that there are arrangements that could be made, sure. Like, that, yeah. this is not something that you want to learn about. No, because, no, 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 no. You, you know, to, if you it was kept secret. But yeah, if, it, if the be. person was like, I want to go on Man Roulette. Yeah, and... that's their business. Yeah, the, I'm like, the couples. Okay. That's between yeah. the them. Sure. So that's what the Anthony Weiner thing. We got a sidetrack there. But yeah. with the social media thing, sometimes I've 
posted things or done things that I, well, see, I'm mostly addressing emails. I wish you could take, you know, AOL used to do this. Remember AOL, until the person opened the email, you could delete it. Right. But um, I wish I could, they still had that. I wish I could delete. Sometimes they send an email in anger. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Ugh. You regret it. Yeah. Yeah. So they should extend that to people my age as well. Thank you. Hey, um, I have a story here. This happened in um, uh, San Francisco. The company Oracle yeah. uh, is refusing to pay a $33,540 strip club bill that one of its employees ran up during the a conference that they had here in San Francisco. So the club... Uh, reaches out to convention attendees specifically mm-hmm. and it's called the new century theater here in san francisco and they claim that one of their empl- uh one of the oracle employees this guy named jose manuel gomez sanchez which is like every yeah um, every hispanic uh uh stereotypical hispanic name jose yeah. manuel gomez sanchez gracias used, used an oracle issued american express card Mm-hmm. And the first night he spent over sixteen thousand dollars at the club, and mm-hmm. then he came back and he spent another seventeen thousand. Yeah. Sure. And Oracle's refusing to pay the bill, and they're like going to court for it. And I'm, it's just fascinating to me because I don't understand why they're not. Well, what's Oracle's argument? For the bill. It doesn't say. It there's. I mean, I just told you everything that the story says. Oracle Oracle refused to pay the bill, hence a suit which was filed in the state court in San Francisco, and the company declined comment when reached by the Let me tell you something. This Oracle has been the biggest pain in the ass. It's the guy Larry Ellison, right? Yeah. He And then he rigged, which I love. I saw, okay, we're going to another story that's related to how douchey they are. But he, like, bought America's Cup or something like that, right? Like, uh-huh. he, he, like, bought the rights to the race or something weird, right? So he had it moved to the Bay Area, to San Francisco, right? And then had it, like, rigged in his favor for his boat to win, you know? Sure. And um, so, like, a lot of countries, like, dropped out and were like, ah, this is stupid and dumb, right? So, meanwhile, he has this big boat race, America's Cup, in the in the Bay. Did you ever see it happen? No. I've, okay. I, well, I went and I saw the boats that were just sitting there. Like, I okay. didn't go to any of the events. Well, that was the thing. Someone was explaining to me the way – because so many countries didn't participate and because of the way it was organized, it wouldn't be like a huge race. It'd just be like one boat just chilling in the water and that was it racing. I don't know. It was so weird. I don't understand America's Cup. So then, so of course, because he rigged it this way, Larry Ellison wins America's Cup and it was all over the news and everyone was like, yeah, USA, USA. And I was like, what? That would be if I had like the Joe Batanz Podcast Awards and the winner of the 2013 Best Podcast Ever Award goes to Jobatans. Catching up. You would have to shake a bag, though. Yeah. For- Podcaster <laughs> of the Year. The nominees are Mike Lawson, Jobatans. And the winner is... <laughs> I just... Going back to this credit card story, though, like, this guy, he's not like... The janitor, 
if he has a card that has a thirty thousand oh. dollar limit, right? Well, I'm just saying that the culture at Oracle is just douchey. I've heard about this before. This was a problem like five years ago where big companies were doing this. They would run up these huge strip club tabs, and they'd be like, "I'm not paying that." Hmm. You know, um, I don't, but I don't know what their case is. Though. Maybe their case is that he wasn't authorized to use it for that, or who knows? But then I don't understand why the strip club should be penalized for that. Yeah, I don't be, get it. They should just fire. Jose Javier Martinez Garcia Nopales. Yeah, and if you give someone a credit card, there must be some sort of Oracle's not a small company. Like they must have some sort of policy in place. Like, was he authorized to spend it on this? And if not, like, isn't he responsible to pay it back to Oracle, not the strip club? I'm telling you, it's this new douchey culture of this country where it's like, I'm gonna do a bunch of wrong things. And have no repercussions. Mm. And I don't want to pay that. I did it wrong. I did something wrong, but I'm not responsible. Fuck Larry Ellison. Fuck Oracle. And fuck Bin Laden. I kind of throw a third person in. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> what else is happening in LA? Oh, this one? Mike. This reminds me of my grinder experience. Okay. This is horrible. This is a really sad story. So please, don't make fun of it. This woman, her husband calls her. She's a, ho- a woman from Hawthorne, California. Her husband calls her and he goes like, oh, hey, honey, uh, I have a surprise for you at the house when you get there. And she's like, oh, great. Uh, when she gets home, the surprise was her daughter was murdered. What? Yeah. Uh, 22-year-old daughter. It's the guy's stepdaughter. Uh, Nakia Ketching, mm-hmm. which no relation to our show. <laughs> um, and it was her stepfather and he slit her throat and then he called the mom and was like I left a surprise for you at the house oh my god how creepy is it and a neighbor was saying that she that's was, like horror movie shit that's horror movie shit right yeah and like the neighbor said that when she got home and she saw this the neighbor was running down the street screaming he did it oh my god he did it but not like happy that's not happy the way he said it she was like horrified yeah Uh, that's a horrible that's like my biggest well, first of all, I hate surprises. Okay, yeah. in general, <laughs> I just don't like them. Okay, right. so I would have already been apprehensive, you know. But um, but this is a really bad surprise, and uh, she—that's like my biggest fear. Whenever I go into the, like, you know, I, I, whenever I go into a house, you know, and I'm alone or whatever, uh, I'm always afraid that I will be murdered. I'm I'm afraid I'm always afraid I'm gonna be murdered. My biggest fear is I'm gonna be murdered. Do yeah. you ever fear of murder? Well, <laughs> I yes, murder is scary, sure, but I, I don't think that it preoccupies a lot of my time. Like when I'm in a place where murder seems well, you possible. live in Oakland. That's like a, that's like you could die from choking or murder in Oakland. Choking? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of what are the big causes of death of people who are alone. Choking? Uh, or murder. Well, murder. Murder, murder or... doesn't happen alone. Right, true. Yeah. But do, but do you have a big fear of murder? What do you think of surprises? Do you like surprises? I don't hate them, no. I don't, I don't think that I have strong feelings the way you do about them, no. We have a friend, right? I won't say her name because she's very private. But uh, her husband called me about a year or two ago, 
right? Uh-huh. And he says, I'm having a surprise party for my wife, you know, our friend. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, I couldn't make it. Right? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't make it. And so I took the friend out after her birthday party to, to you know, for her birthday. And she was telling me, like, I hate, like, my husband knows I hate surprises. I've been married to him for 10 years. And my biggest nightmares, like, literally, she has social anxiety. So her biggest nightmare is surprise parties. Mm -hmm. And he had a surprise party for her. She was horrified. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I think that was born from a nice place, though. No, no, she understood. That's why she felt sorry for him, because she could tell he really planned it and worked really hard. And it came from a good place, but she was like, it was just so hard for her. Right. She was, You're trying to do something nice for me, and it's something that's going to require me to like put aside some really strong anxiety. Yeah, that yes, Wait. no, that totally. would be as if I, Mike, I have for your birthday. We're all going to get together and tell you about things you did wrong. <laughs> we're all going to go to a movie theater and talk. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to go to a movie theater and talk during the movie, <laughs> and and the movie's about what things you do wrong. <laughs> Um, hey, I wanted to tell you about this story that happened in L.A. I mean, happened in San Francisco, but it's related to L.A. kind of. Um, oh, San I know Fran- where this is going. San Francisco Giants played the L.A. Dodgers uh, last week. There, it was a series. And on Wednesday, after the game, there was like an altercation between a group of Giants fans and a group of Dodger fans. And I think with any strong rivalries, for some reason, this shit happens a lot. But what was different was one of the Los Angeles Dodger fans was actually stabbed. His name's uh, Jonathan Denver. He's twenty-four. He was twenty-four years old, and he was stabbed to death. So uh, he died on Wednesday, and it's a big deal up here. It's in the store in the news a lot, but the story's kind of changing a little bit. I guess now they're saying that the San Francisco Giant fans were actually attacked by the Dodger fans, and that <laughs> some. The story is really kind of ridiculous. Like it started with um, the back and forth was go Dodgers, go Giants, back and forth. And it deteriorated. I can't say that word. Deteriorated from there. So blah, 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 back and forth. And now they're saying that the Dodger fan had like a chair that he was trying. I know that he was trying to hit the Giants fans with. So mm-hmm. now the parent of the guy who stabbed the Dodger fan. The oh, dad they found is, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. They found him. The dad is saying, like, can we please come forward? There has to be people that were videotaping this on their phones. Like, we need to have videotape of them showing that this was self-defense. And it's just ridiculous. I don't I don't think anyone should be stabbed on but either side of this. But how is a guy with like, a knife afraid of a guy with a chair? Wait, what do you mean? Like, like, maybe he wasn't... Here's why. No, this is why the guy should be charged. Well, I have a lot of things to say. First of all, sports is douchey, okay? Yes, this yes, is going to happen yes, when... Yes. Ugh, it's douchey. You know what this is? This is about douchey culture being... I don't know. I was trying to make fun of you. Was Larry Ellison there? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay. But, let me, but here's the thing is, I think the guy should still be charged, and here's why. Is, you know, the self-defense thing works when you are under immediate threat but if you have a situation where you can get away you know then you should take it and yeah but i i think that we should see video if it exists to decide that because if someone's pounding you with a chair not to say that he was because i don't know that but like 
I could see certain situation with a chair, a guy attacking me with a chair where that is immediate danger that no, I can't I get away from. No, I understand that. I understand that. But then, and I can understand the rash, of the, the um, everything that would happen in the instant when you have a gun and the guy right. attacking you with a chair, you know, you're like, you fire the gun. But like with a knife, you know, like a knife, like he has a, in other words, if the guy has a knife out, See, I think this is going to be tricky. I think the guy's going to have a tough time with a self-defense plea because I think the self-defense plea works really well when it's um, either if it's in your if it's with a weapon when it's in your home and so you're cornered and you feel threatened, your privacy is invaded and you feel your life is in danger and you have a weapon in your home like a gun sure, or a knife. Sure. But if you're in an open space with a lot of people around, right? One, you can get away. Two. You have a knife. So in other words, if he even took – to have a knife in an open place like that, you're already saying that you're up to trouble. And then to actually take it out in like in a public place, like, I think that this – look, the guy with the Dodger fan and the seat and everything like that. Look, the thing is the Dodgers and these Raiders and these – I've never heard about Giants stuff like that. They're thugs. Yeah. Okay. The Giants fans tend to be a little more mellow, and the reason is because they're like – yuppie sort of san francisco folks it's not i don't know it, it they it doesn't usually get this wild but i i see everything i understand everything you're saying but i feel that like there's possible situations where this could be self-defense i also feel like this just comes from a stupid place like let's go dodgers and let's go giants like fucking relax go home and eat your dinner and go to bed like you don't have to get so mad about this. And I've seen it. I've seen people like scream at each other over nonsense. Well, here's what I don't get as well with sports teams is, look, I could maybe, I could maybe, maybe, maybe understand it. Maybe. Maybe. If, let's say there was some weird baseball rule. That the people who played on the team had to be born and raised in Los Angeles. So in some kind or whatever city they're from, but right. in some kind of way, this city has players that you guys raised and they were homegrown in Los Angeles and you're playing the homegrown hometown boys from San Francisco. These guys are just paid millionaires from like the Dominican Republic and like Cuba and like uh, buttfuck Arkansas who all they did was play baseball their lives, and now they're millionaires, and they don't right. give a shit about San Francisco. Next year, they'll be in Detroit, and then they'll be in Miami, and then they'll be in... I don't think Miami has a baseball team, but you know what I'm saying. So, um... I get you, and I agree with you. I, so why are you why are you so invested in a in a team that has nothing to do with you or your city? Like it's just a, it's just like being going like oh, the fucking don't insult the don't fucking insult the shakies from the, uh, Newport Beach. Well, it's even <laughs> shakies, but even even that like this. There's fans that live in San Francisco that go to the Giants game. They're not even like living in L.A. and like. The, oh, I see what you're saying. The yeah. team you choose doesn't always have to do with, like, your hometown team. Like, there are people that choose a team for, like, completely ridiculous reasons. Well, you know, Adam Vaught, my friend, is from Southern California, and his favorite baseball team is the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, I don't Luckily, get it. Luckily, he lives in San Francisco now. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, it's so stupid. Like, what yeah. if the guy killed you? Which, by the way, I've been plotting for a long time. But it would be as if I killed you because you liked um, uh, Kelly Clarkson and I was uh, – uh, who, who was the other guy? 
Justin Guarini. Yeah, if I was like a Justin Guarini fan, you were like, no, Kelly Kwan. Like, fuck. No, you know this actually really. You know, st- actually, you know what? This kind of happened. Strangely related to Adam Vaught. Right. So, do you remember I used to go to American Idol like actual live tapings yeah. a lot? Okay. Yeah. Well, I had I went to the finale with Fantasia Barino versus Diana DeGarmo. I was mm-hmm. at the finale, right? But where they perform, not the one where they crown the winner. So immediately after I leave there, Adam Vaught's like, "Oh, me and my friends are gonna go have dinner," you know. And because it was a live show, it doesn't air in Southern California for three hours. So like. You know, half hour, hour after I'm out of this live taping, I'm meeting, I'm having dinner with these people. Hasn't even aired on the West Coast yet, right? So I tell them, oh, I was at the American Idol live taping, and some bitch at the table, right? I know who she is. She goes, uh, uh, I go, yeah, I go, Fantasia Barino was really good. And the girl goes, Diane De- I can't even say it without getting angry. She goes, Diane DeGarma was better? She didn't see it. That's what I said. I go, I was there. And she goes, and Fantasia Barino was better. And she goes, no, Diana DeGarmo was better. And I go, I was there. And you, it hasn't aired yet. It hasn't even aired yet in the West Coast. And you're telling me that Diana DeGarmo was better? Uh, so how did I, that end? Did you just like well, let it go? Here's the funny thing. This is like how long ago? Was that? Over 10 years ago. Like, I know. And <laughs> you're Adam, holding a grudge. Adam Vaught, I still bring, I, I still can't talk about it. I happened to be recently at a party with her and Adam Vaught, and Adam Vaught tells her, like, you know, Joe, like, was really angry about this. She goes, I don't even know who those people are that you're talking about. Ew. Like, in other words, she doesn't even remember it or know right. who I'm talking about, and right. I'm still holding on to it. <laughs> well, it's maybe comparable to, like, they say bandwagon fans. That get really angry and passionate. So, like a fan of the Oakland A's who are doing great this season would be, you know, way into it for now. But then next year they don't care. You know what? Oh, yo, yeah, that's the big thing with Laker fans. That's why people hate Laker fans. They feel that Laker fans are bandwagon fans. Yeah, most of them. Fans only when they're doing good. Yeah. Let me tell you something else. I never made this point, but with this Dodger thing. I hate to say this, you know, and I'm really sad for the Dodger thing, but I kind of feel like San Francisco gets a pass because the Dodgers like fucked up some guy from San Francisco like a year or two ago. Do you know that? I don't think I don't think anyone gets a pass ever. I think That's that this true. is stupid and it should stop. Well, like, I think it's right. I don't think that you should be just the even the I understand like in the in the stands like some yelling back and forth, but that's funny, and when it's done, it's just done. Like I don't think that you should get angry over that kind of bullshit. Like that's. Well, just... I think they should get angry. What Shut do you up. think about that? Oh. I think you should die. Anything else in LA you wanted <laughs> oh to tell God. me about? Um, no, those are all my stories. Do you have anything going on next week? Next week, well, um, as we all know, the affordable people can start signing up for the Affordable Care Act. Yeah, starting on Tuesday. According to my parents, I think the government and um, our entire country is going to be sucked down into a black hole of some sort. And so it's so it's. So, I know this is not a political show, but my dad has a bumper <clears throat> sticker that says "Keep your hands off my health care." Which but does he have health care? <laughs> yeah. No one's touching his health care. What is he I talking know. about? <laughs> 
luckily, my parents, luckily, you see, my brother and I are much, my brother more so than I am, is much, are much more aggressive about it. And we just, I think my parents were conservatives at one point, but we just berated them until they're now like, um, like, we shame them into being liberals. So now there's no problems in the house. Yeah. Me and my sister are kind of hands off because my dad is like, he, my dad isn't just conservative. He's like Sean Hannity loving. He'll read every book that Bill O'Reilly and Sean Hannity publish. He's like crazy conservative. So mm-hmm. like it's just, it, it's impossible. Uh, it, it, yeah. So wait, um, I said, what are you doing next week? And then you said Affordable Care Act and what? Oh, uh, Affordable Care Act. Um, well, I have a big, giant project that I'm working on. Hey, everybody, I'm working on a project that I can't talk about, but I need your prayers, and all minds are joined, and so please think good thoughts that this project goes well. Thank you. I'll keep you in my thoughts. Uh, yeah, uh, Mike, all you, you know what? Even if you don't believe in it, just think, you know, think good thoughts and good okay. waves. I can do that. Yeah. Um, I'm cheating on you, Joey. On Friday... I there is a a, a radio show about mm-hmm. diabetes that mm-hmm. I've been a guest on in the past, but they mm-hmm. are going to be in San Francisco doing a thing. Is it called like How Sweet It Is? That's what I would call my diabetes podcast. No, there was one I used to. I did like years ago. I did a podcast called This um, Sweet Talk, and yeah. it was about diabetes. Um, no, it's called. It's stupid. It's DSMA Live. It stands for um, something else. So there's like a a nonprofit organization behind it. And I'm co-hosting that on Friday and there's going to be a social media meetup in San Francisco that I'm doing, uh, or that I'm participating in it in. Um, what would you do if you went live and you're like, okay, I'm Mike. And who else do we have on here? And I just like pop in. I'm like, hi Mike. <laughs> or what if I, uh, forget that I'm on this diabetes <laughs> radio show and I start talking about like erections or, <laughs> yeah, you start bringing like dirty stories in. <laughs> um, and so that's happening Friday. And then Saturday, I'm actually speaking at a conference in San Francisco called the Diabetes Sisters. Um, it's a conference all for women. And for the first time, they're having a session that's made for or designed for their partners. So I'm going to be speaking to um, people that love people with diabetes about like some social um psychosocial support for people with uh diabetes so that's saturday that's my kind of my weekend i have um actually a handful of friends that are flying in for this conference and it's in san francisco so i'm gonna probably be seeing some friends that i don't get to see a lot have you ever heard of a movie called the room uh no it's just like famous like bad movie you know yeah and I'm, I forgot I'm going to be going to some guy wrote a book about the making of that bad movie. And I think a friend and I are going to go to the to a, a talk about that. OK, cool. That Thank sounds you. good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you every minutia that I'm doing. <laughs> no, no, it has nothing to do with you. It's just that my life is so boring that I'm trying to think of like, oh, oh, oh. And I will be going downstairs and having three cookies. <laughs> I, 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 plan? I, I will w- urinate once or twice this evening. Well, yeah, because I was thinking, like, God, my life is so sad. I don't have anything planned for the next week, and you have this whole like schedule. Yeah, and I was like, Well, no, this I'm is not a doing anything. Week. Okay, cool. So I will probably talk to you in a couple of days, then, Joey. Alrighty, nice catching up with you. Bye. Go to hell, Mike. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 um,